Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, starring your host, Joe. Me. Joe. Mama. Me, Mama. And a sister. (laughs) Me. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. I haven't seen you in about two minutes. I know, right? We've been sitting in our booth. We are still at the Bigfoot Convention in Michigan. and Ann Arbor, of all places. Ann Arbor. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a great time. Having fun, fun, Catching fun. up with so many people, new <laughs> friends, old listeners. Well, not old. Well, no. Long time <laughs> long listeners. Time. How's that? <laughs> Me love you long time. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a, a very special guest today who has been a listener, and we are so appreciative that you are here. Gwendolyn Guthrie, welcome to the show. Thank you Our number one listener. <laughs> yes. Our only listener. <laughs> I we chased, one listener. Chased you down. <laughs> oh, besides mom, right? Mom listened to the show. No, it was early the in the day. I'm my you know, I'm having knee issues. Uh, but um I'm walking on the steps and I see you and you were like and I'm like, What? And and <laughs> I'm walking, come here, come here. I'm like, what? <laughs> I have to say hi. I love it. So good. Tell us a little bit what's bringing you here to the Michigan Bigfoot Conference today. Well, I came to support the conference and to support Adam Davis. Uh, he's one of the speakers here today. But I just really enjoy conferences because you get to meet everybody and mm-hmm. see everybody and see people that you haven't got to see for half a year. Yeah. <laughs> so what... Do, do you have a great interest in the paranormal? Do you have any experiences that happen to you? I do. Actually, I've been Would you researching. Like to share them? Yes, <laughs> I've been researching uh, the paranormal, the spiritual side of paranormal things, for uh, probably about 25 years. Wow. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. You only look like 17, so don't tell <laughs> me that. <laughs> I'm much older than that, but thank you. <laughs> um, and then also, I, I delved into cryptid research about oh, seven years ago. Okay. So it's really picked up, and I, I enjoy it, and I've had a lot of experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you spending time out in the field? Yeah, I'm oh. mostly a field researcher. Uh, a lot of my, uh, what I call armchair couch research, involves uh, out of the United States cryptids. So places I can go. Oh, <laughs> right. okay. We could only, let's win the lottery, yeah. and then we can go. Right, from. exactly. Like, what, what are some of the creatures that you are interested in that are outside of United States. Um, outside of the United States, I'm really interested in the Michaela Bembe mm-hmm. and also um, uh, the Yeti. Mm-hmm. I would really like to go research oh, the Yeti. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. How cool would that um, be? I, I, but a lot of my uh, like, uh, field research has involved like Bigfoot and Dogman mm-hmm. oh, and things yeah. like that. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of mention of Bigfoot all the time, but Dogman's such a small subset of that, but it's so interesting, right? Like some of the people that have, we've had people on the show that have had Dogman encounters. It, it was very traumatic for them. You know, for some reason, it's not like this, oh, there's some big foot out in the, you know, field picking daisies or whatever. These dogmen are <laughs> yeah. like very vicious and, and aggressive towards people. Yeah, most most sightings for dogman are pretty aggressive mm-hmm. or aggressive like like they they charge, they try to scare you. There's even been possible accounts of victims yeah. that have been killed by wow. uh, maybe dogman. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's covered up, but um, or they just, don't live to tell. It, well, yeah, they don't <laughs> live to tell it, but in the meantime, they it's covered up. Yeah. 
uh, I got an investigation coming up where I'm going to go research one of those locations where Ooh. they believe that uh, they, the family was killed by a dog man. Really? Wow. So we're going to research that area. That is incredible. We yeah. love that. No. Do you have a particularly favorite spot to investigate? Like, I do, and it's right I near my tell. house. I could tell. I'm feeling that. It's right near my house. So uh, when I first bought my property, I had a dog man experience personally in my front oh. yard. Ooh, tell yeah. us all about it. Tell it us was, everything. Tell us it everything. It was pretty frightening. Uh, what happened was I was sitting outside. I had just moved in there, so I'd moved from a location where you couldn't really see the stars. There was a lot of light pollution, so you didn't get to see as many stars where I moved from. Mm-hmm. When I moved there, I liked to just sit outside, and I had only yeah. lived there for about a week. And I was I was uh, standing outside in my in my front yard, and I was looking up at the sky, and two little possums went running across my yard, and I was like, oh. I don't want to be looking up while these things are running right, down. Right. Yeah. Um, so I decided I was going to climb up on my full-size van. So I climbed up on my van. I'm laying back. And I don't know what made me sit up, but I was just like, I feel eerie. So I sat mm. up. And over in the tree line, there was a set of trees that lined my property from the neighbor's property. Mm-hmm. And this is a subdivision. So it was very strange that I saw what I saw in this mm-hmm. area. But as it came out from the shadows... I was, thought it was a deer. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a really big fluffy deer. And I could see it in the shadows of the trees and it was nighttime, mm-hmm. but it was, it must've been like close to a full moon cause it was real bright out. And you could see the shadows of the trees, but then you could see the shadow of this thing in the trees. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a really big fluffy deer. And then it came out of the shadow into the moonlight and it wasn't a deer. No. The, oh. the best way I can describe it is a science experiment gone wrong. It was yeah. like, three different animals smushed together into one. Oh my gosh. It was on all fours. It never got mm-hmm. up on two legs. Okay. Um, basically just crawled across the ground and crawled into the middle of my yard. And I was sweating profusely. I, my heart rate was like way out of the way. Were you still on top of the van at I this time? I was still there. Okay. I was really trying hard not to make any sound, mm-hmm. not to even breathe. Because mm. I was afraid it was going to hear me or yeah. catch my scent. And then it stopped and it picked its nose up. <laughs> that was weird. You're saying that's not weird. Okay, sorry. No, that's okay. I just fell out of nowhere. <laughs> um, it lifted its nose, and I'm like, oh, no, it smells me. Yeah. Didn't look at me, didn't do anything, just put its head back down. Mm-hmm. And as it was walking, it was swinging its head back and forth, back oh, and forth, like almost weird. panning the ground. Uh-huh. It turned its direction and started headed towards me. Oh, there you go. And I felt my heart sink. And I'm like, I'm going to die tonight. I really thought I was going to die. Uh, and it it, wow. it was so big and so massive and, and so eerie looking that it's, you just didn't know what it could possibly do at any moment. And when it got up under my feet, it lifted itself up off of its four legs. Not all the way, but just mm-hmm. straightened its legs. And it almost like I, I, it put me in the mind of like sniffing me, but uh-huh. I never saw it sniff. I never heard it sniff. That part of my memories kind of went blank. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it was from the fear of it being right there. Yeah. Sure. Or if it was like a memory wipe. But I just remember once it lifted up, and then I, the next thing I remember is it coming back down on off, like on a crouching position, mm-hmm. and then going back into the exact same position it started in, mm-hmm. and then finishing its way across the road. 
And as soon as it hit the shadow of the trees across the other side of the road, mm -hmm. I jumped off the full-size van, didn't even care, ran straight in the house. And as soon as I made it in the house, my legs turned to jello. Oh, it was like everything God. gave out on me. Like you had that <laughs> adrenaline rush. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then it just wiped. Oh. Yeah, it was one of the scariest things ever. But it was in my front yard. So... Wow. It was like a lasting experience. I didn't get to go home in my safe place. I didn't mm -hmm. get to, you know, know that I was clear of whatever danger that could be out there. That was the danger yeah. in my own yard. So, in your safe space. Yes, basically. exactly. Wow. So it took That's quite incredible. a few months to even let my kids out of the house yeah. at night. Oh, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. long time. Now, did it have any particular eye color that you noticed? I don't. I remember far away, its eyes were real dark. Okay. Um, but up close, again, that part of it's white, mm -hmm. so I don't really remember what yeah. the eyes looked like up close. Wow. But far away, the eyes were really dark. It had like a really floofy like mane okay. around its neck, and then around the shoulder area, it thinned out quite a bit. And it got real, the hair got real sparse and almost like coarse looking mm -hmm. around its waist area, its hindquarters. And then its tail got fluffy again. It wow. had a tail. Um, but the way it was crouched and almost like dragging its belly across the ground was very strange because its legs were bent in such weird, awkward angles. Wow. And, it, and now that I look back, mm -hmm. I can think, okay, well, if it was a bipedal, half bipedal animal, it could have very well stood up because its legs were just bent so awkwardly in the, yeah. in it when it was on all four positions. So it was just. And do you still live in the same house? I do, but I I do you have I still cameras? own it. I, I do have cameras. Oh, good. Yes, I do because oh, I recently only moved back in there because I left it for a while mm -hmm. and moved to Tennessee. Went back and started having some weird things going on again. Oh my gosh! So I I rented another place <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not living there now. <laughs> I get it. That, that, it's fascinating. I mean, you're like, did you even sleep that night, right? Like, I honestly, I don't even remember the rest of the night. It was uh, like yeah. everything was taken out of me. It was just, I was drained. I remember going rushing in and then telling everybody. I wanted, at first, when I first went in, I was like, I just saw a werewolf. But then, because Dogman, I really had never heard of it then. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I can't say werewolf. They're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, I just saw this weird dog-like thing. I don't know. <laughs> and they came out with a shotgun, and we couldn't find it. <gasps> wow. And um, then that was it. But I don't remember the rest of the night. I just remember the months of trying to recover from that fear. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, and there's so many stories of people, like what we started out with, is if you see the dog man, you're dead. I've really? heard that so many times. And you're living proof that that's not true. No, that is not true. I think because that you're not dead, are you? No. no? Okay. I think that might yeah, be... you're not a ghost. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but they might be confusing some of the lore with maybe like a hellhound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, since you've had that encounter, do you feel like maybe it has opened you up to experience other things have you had any type of poltergeist activity since then or um, strange electrical <laughs> nuances? <laughs> I'm, I'm like totally it's... picking up on all of this. Yeah. I know <laughs> Actually, that all started before that experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. When I was 12, I had what I call an awakening. It's mm -hmm. basically where you just get hit with like a rush of all this paranormal stuff that happens around you. Mm -hmm. And it all started with pre precognitive dreams. Okay. And then after that is when I started seeing the spirits. Wow. And then after that is when I started researching the spirits. Mm -hmm. 
So it was like this progressive thing. And, and ever since then, I have problems with electricity, um, constantly blowing stuff at work. Oh. My printer will print out weird like symbols sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, boss. Yeah. yeah. And and I keep I keep half because you know I keep having to tell them like oh, it's just me. They're like trying to fix it, and I'm like it's just not gonna fix it. It's gonna it's gonna get better. Just give it a little time because <laughs> it, it comes and goes. But yeah, a lot of a lot. Yeah. So basically everything you said, I've had that for a long time, yeah. even prior to this experience. Oh my gosh. You know, since since you opened your you know, found this, that you have this ability. Tell us what happens when you investigate. It has adjusted my investigation technique by far because I can pick up on what they, what spirits and entities are feeling, sensing, experiencing Mm -hmm. around me rather than what other people are experiencing, sensing around me. So I, when I go on investigation, a lot of times I'm going for the spirits. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help the spirits. A lot of times spirits are misunderstood. They're mm-hmm. called evil or mm-hmm. dark or, and they're not mm-hmm. a lot of times. I, I can tell you a lot of places I've been, I've only experienced maybe, maybe two to three actual demons. Wow. And I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. A lot of it is just misunderstood entities that if you're going to call them that, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they're, they're like... It's a slap in the face. Well, you want to think I'm evil, I'm going to show you that I can be evil. Oh, wow. So they, people are creating the problem. And mm-hmm. I go in there and I talk with them. And I, I, and it's weird when I say talk with them, I'm literally just talking to the space. I can yeah. just feel the change in their energy mm-hmm. based on what I say. And I basically just calm them down. And they're like, I don't know what you did, but you made it so much better. Yeah. Like, they're not gone, but they're not, like, aggressive. And I'm yeah. like... Because I'm not expecting them to be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's the way you approach a situation. You treat them the way that if they were standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they are. Well, and a lot of the entities that get confused for evil entities are inhuman entities. Human oh. entities that have okay. never been human. They've okay. never been alive. So they don't know pain. They don't know fear. They don't know most human emotions. They don't get our state of being. Yeah. So it's hard for them to act and behave properly unless you teach them how to act and behave properly. So they're almost like children, and they're what I call inhuman spirits. They're spirits that have always been around, Mm -hmm. but they've never been alive. Okay. And that's where you get a lot of these misconceptions. Okay. They're not demonic just because they've never been alive. They're just in human spirits. Yeah. There's other types of spirits besides angels and demons. There's so many more classifications out there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Now, these entities or spirits that have never been human, do they, do they have the ability to just, like, roam the entire earth? Or are they bound to, like, one area? Are they tied to the land, perhaps? It depends on the entity. Most okay. of the time, yes, they are tied to an area. Okay. They can follow a person home, but it, it creates like what I call a rubber band effect. So I've had many entities follow me home because they like my energy. I've, I've talked with them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've leveled with them, and I've worked with them. So they try to follow me home, and then it's about two weeks to a month, and they get almost rubber band back to where they started from. Oh, wow. So it's like they're kind of stuck, but they can flow periodically Mm -hmm. from place to place but they can't stay away okay and i think you get that a lot with like tulpa and egregore type entities Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. are a creation 
and they're they're intended to stay basically in one area, almost like a guard. And that's more of egregores. Tulpas are a little different, but yeah. they tend to stick where they were created. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what's in your house right now? <laughs> Lots. <laughs> I I feel like I'm a portal. I feel like there's mm-hmm. always things that are coming and going in my house. Yeah. None of the activity ever stays the same. It seems like, except for one that kind of stuck by me through a lot. But he's a little trickster, oh. and he's inhuman. Okay. Yeah, but. Um, he doesn't ever talk through devices or anything like yeah. that, but he lets me know he's around some way or another. He'll move my stuff just to remind me he's there, okay. or he'll hide my stuff, or he'll lock my car doors with my keys in it. Oh, nice. He's done that That's a few nice. times. Not nice. <laughs> so I've learned to not leave my keys in the car, but if I'm not even kidding you, the times that he has done it, I've went to my car door, and I've been so upset, and I just have to calm down, and I say, please, just let me have my keys. And then you hear click. Oh. Car oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> cool. With the, enough power to move yeah. mechanical stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Of course it's electrical, right? Like all of our door locks now are tied to electricity. Yeah, and they're I not think the old crank windows anymore. <laughs> I definitely think that it's more it's more they're more capable of manipulating electrical devices than mm-hmm. they are physical things. Yeah. yeah. So it makes a lot of sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Do they ever wake you up at night? Yes. <laughs> I haven't slept well for a week. I don't know Girl, why. Because they knew you were coming here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to be gone for a week. This, oh. this is kind of the start of an investigation coming up. So. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. So uh, we'll be, I'll be away for five days. So I don't think that they were very happy about it because I didn't get any sleep for like a week yeah. before I got here. Oh, my gosh. But I always say there's no time on the other side. But yeah. maybe they're like, listen. Our time is our time. You need to be home. Right. Yeah. Well, I think if they're they're attached to a person, they're almost attached to their time as well. Yeah. So they're they're sticking with their time frame almost. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I've always had weird experiences around me. Yeah. yeah. It's just been crazy. What is one of the like oh bleep <laughs> moments that you had? I had a really, really, really intense vision. Really. I went down in a haunted location. It was a location that I had worked really hard to calm down an entity in. Mm-hmm. It was a, what I call pay to play place. Yeah. Where you go and you pay to even mm-hmm. investigate mm-hmm. it. And then I don't have any problems with this place. This is how they get money to, you know, bring back the historical value of right. the building. Yep. Um, so, but in the process, there's a lot of people that come in and out of there with their own entities that may follow them there. And it, it aggravates people. And then they come there with expectations. And it tends to tick off some of the entities sometimes. So I I played cleanup. You know, I went in there and I was trying to calm this one spirit down. And, uh, well, I was was coming up the steps. I had spent like two, three months at this building. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got really attached to the building and the entities in the building. And it was a little consuming. Mm -hmm. And I had to get away from it after a while. But one of the times I was coming back in from being out in a courtyard, I went down. I just, I felt, it was like my whole body just started buzzing. Uh, It was like my lungs worked in a different way. It was just weird. The whole feeling was just very strange. I'm like, I'm going to go down. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. So I'm trying to find a place to go and kind of just sit and let myself, I'm going to pass out. I'm not going to fall on my face. Right. And um, (laughs) one of the other investigators that was there with me was like, are you okay? And I said, I just need to get somewhere to sit down. They're like, I'm going to go get somebody. I said, no, 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 please don't. Something weird's getting ready to happen. I really feel it coming. (laughs) But she did anyways. And then they found me and they found me tucked away in a corner. And I remember everything. But after they came in and I squatted down, 
it was like everything went black. I couldn't see any body, but like everybody in the room was made up of these little light particles. Oh, it was like yeah. these little light dots. Okay. And like you could see the definition of their face within the light dots. Even the walls and the door frames had light dots, but not nearly as much as the people. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wonder if that's not their their spirit I was seeing. Because mm-hmm. even like the walls and the door frames, everything had light dots, but mm-hmm. the people had a lot. Ah. Yeah. The door frames and the walls and stuff and the floor did not. But I could see the definition of either the room, even though I couldn't see the room. Yeah. And then they would go away and I'd end up in this black space. <sighs> Just this black space. Oh. And in front of me, there was this guy in red, this shining red type of shirt robe looking thing and he had like this weird looking hair and he was drawing in the air with nothing and it was coming out in this light blue color oh cool and it was like oh. this sigil almost uh-huh. and it was in a circle and he just kept writing and then all of a sudden I felt this big entity behind me and he's talking and then there's this little guy to my right and he's like flailing his arms and he's telling on everybody and everybody's talking all these three entities are talking to me at once and I'm able to somehow process it all at once and at the same time, the one in front was telling the other two behind me what was going on around the building. These oh. people are downstairs. These people are outside. It's okay. We're good to go ahead and keep this going at the moment. It was like he was kind of controlling the whole thing. He was keeping okay. me there. Oh, wow. And then... Were you frightened or at, at all? I was actually more intrigued because okay. I wasn't afraid. I had people all around me. I knew I had people all around mm-hmm. me. And I didn't feel like I was going to get stuck. I felt like I was actually clinging to stay there so oh. I could hear what they were saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Each one had a message. The one on my right was just freaking out, telling on everybody in the building, well, she did this and she did this and she did this. <laughs> and then the one behind me was like, we're trying to cope and talk with these people and they're not willing to work with us. And it was oh like gosh. he was the big master of them all. And then the one in front was almost like the stabilizer. He was the one keeping me there. He was never talking to me. Mm-hmm. He was always talking to the other two. Oh, okay. And after a while, it started to fade. I'm like, no, 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 no. It was almost like it was pushed out from yeah. somebody that was maybe living. And as I came back, I was like, they said, I, I thought my eyes were closed the whole time. Mm-hmm. They said my eyes were open, but they were so glazed over. Oh, Like oh you gosh. couldn't even hardly see my eyes. They were eyes. probably scared, weren't they? They, they were getting ready to call an oh. ambulance. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then after that, I, I was finally able to kind of get up and walk around and then everybody started coming and realizing there was other problems because we had a big big group there yeah. uh, we probably had like 20 25 people there and uh everybody's starting to realize there's an issue where's everybody at mm-hmm. and i guess everybody was out in the hallway but there was other people that was still walking around that didn't know what was going on yet and so i asked them i was like were you downstairs when everything was going on with me and they were like yeah and i was like yeah i was told i said how about you use you guys outside out back they're oh. like, yeah. Oh, so wow. I was able to tell everybody yeah. where they were in the building based yeah. on what the guy was saying to them. So yeah. it was good validation knowing that it wasn't something that I was just having like a psychotic break or something. Yeah. This was really happening. Wow. It's incredible. Never had a vision like that. And I haven't had one since. I don't know what it means, but I was able to track down the symbol to looking very similar to the Metatron seal. Okay. And I kept telling everybody, I was like, the guy in front of me was like a scribe. He was like the one that reported everything, that kind of controlled everything. Well, later on, I found out like Metatron was Enoch. Enoch was a living oh, person. Okay. He was taken to heaven to become an archangel, mm-hmm. Metatron. Oh, and he was okay. a scribe. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So it all kind of came. You're an angel encounter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even jealous. know. But that's the closest thing I could find. And it was just, it fit so perfectly based yeah. on everything I'd already told everybody. Mm-hmm. And then later on found all that. That's And incredible. it blows my mind you saying this 
because it just opens up the possibility to me that when we go on these ghost hunts or go in these locations, you know, we think of certain spirits might be there, but it might be the whole place could be full of spirits. And yeah. I never thought of it as... Or elementals or, or angels yeah. or... Yeah, we don't think about that. And I never we thought of it as about that too. the person, you know, someone in charge, <laughs> someone doing this, someone, you know, communicating, yeah. saying she's doing this now or that. It's, yeah. It's so interesting. It is. Yeah. Now, you don't have to tell us where it is, but what type of place was it? Was like a mansion, a, a jail, or it was, asylum? It, it was a closed-down hospital. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. we love hospitals. Okay, we, yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing location, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. We were by Cleveland, the old St. Joseph's Hospital in Elyria, Ohio. Lorraine. Or Lorraine? Yeah. Okay, so Lorraine is that one, and Lorraine is this? Okay. When you get off the turnpike. (laughs) But anyhow, we loved that place. It was was a dirty, old, broken-down hospital. Jen saw doctors. We've heard stuff. We had taps on command. Just unbelievable stuff happens in hospitals yeah because and there was an angel reports of somebody saw an angel come down there now we weren't there at that time but you know you think about a hospital's life and death right mm. you're going to have a lot of different type of emotions in there and different types of not just you run in the middle you know aunt mary who's passed on you know <laughs> telling you where she hit her pearls or something right yeah. like so it's, it, yeah it was an incredible place well but, if you think about it a hospital is very liminal state of being it's a lot of times you're only there temporarily Mm -hmm. however you leave the place who knows but you're only there temporarily you don't stay there you don't live there and liminal places tend to attract some of the more inhuman spirits okay so they can be seen as like a dark place um, but then you've got your, your spirits that have passed on that's, that end up getting mm-hmm. stuck there. Yeah. And then all this different spiritual activity can draw something more large. Mm-hmm. So you tend to have a very big variety of things in haunted hospitals. Yeah. So. We never think about that, Joe. We got to think about like different types of spirits. Yeah. Do you think what that, else is there? you know, there's people giving birth there. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the spirits are trying to, I don't want to say attach, but attach themselves to that new baby new life that's an interesting question i guess yeah. i never thought about that um, i mean when do our souls and that come apart of our body yeah that's true you know because and when did they enter that's what i mean yeah actually yeah. you know what that's a really good question i never thought about that in hospitals but i mm-hmm. always i always try to to tell people be careful about going into haunted places when you're pregnant because i don't know when the human spirit enters the body yeah and what if you go into a location and you end up with, right. you know? Yeah. Everybody's like, ever since that lady showed up, ghosts are gone. <laughs> it's just who knows. So I just caution people. And plus, you know, they can affect us physically mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, they can't really kill us. I truly believe they can't kill us. Yeah. They can make us try to kill ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. They can affect us, our mentality. Um, but they can cause like chest pains and stomach pains and mm-hmm. make you feel like you get hit. Yeah. So why would you go into a place like that when you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. I just yeah. feel like that's a really why, why dangerous. Why risk it? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's and you've been to pay to play or I shouldn't even say that. I should say you've been to locations where they call it a ghost hunt and it's just a tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's people in there with like infants and all i'm like yeah why Why?" yeah you know unless they just can't find a babysitter or something who knows but well i just if you can't find a babysitter i would suggest maybe not going right exactly (laughs) because i mean i've come into some i've come in contact with some pretty aggressive 
spirits, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're not demons, they can still be aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to subject one of my younger kids to that. Or even sure. just the stuff that we're breathing in, because mm-hmm. oh we gosh, go into yeah, places just the we go physical into. environment, yeah. right? That's true, because there's always a lot of mold and mildew, mm-hmm. oh my and gosh. just and lead, lead paints yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's a dangerous environment for a kid. Yeah. I mean, we as adults know what to not touch. If you see a flaking painted wall, don't yeah. touch it. It's don't probably lick, lead paint. Don't What's lick the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, versus a kid, they'd be like, oh, look, potato chip. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! But it's it's just I love it. the the field that we're in, and the you know the, all the times we go into these locations and all that. A lot of it to me is I get to go into a place where no one else can go. Yeah. Whether it's history, whether it's a little hospital, whether it's church, we did an investigation in one of the largest churches in Toledo. Yeah. And we amazing. have family ties, literally to that church where. Mm-hmm their pictures are on the walls and that and it's oh, we got cool. to investigate and the the coolest thing was the priest greeted us and he's like all right when you leave just make sure you shut that door that's the one that's going to be the last one that's locked and he walked out and we're like this place is full of priceless relics, relics yeah, statues whatever and he's like mm, just you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and who would fun. ever think to win an investigation in a church? Yeah, and in a, a historic Catholic church that it's not the cathedral, but it's like very, very close to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's a chance we get into places like that. And even there, we got evidence that spirits are in that building. Wow! Yeah, you know, you know what? I actually find that that churches mm-hmm. attract spirits for some reason yeah. mm-hmm. and I think a lot of them tend to be human spirits but then there's also some darker things because you know they're there for the people yeah. right so I I think you could come across the variety of things in churches too a lot of dark even possibly yeah, yeah sure because they're looking for those susceptible yeah. souls yes. right people who are in emotional turmoil mm-hmm. that may have their guard down right yes. yeah and then it just it's just going to make it worse right exactly like yeah. these poor people right yeah oh it's crazy well, now do you do anything to protect yourself before or after you leave a location i you know it's funny as long as i've done this i started to and uh-huh. then i realized it didn't make a difference for me oh okay and I, I feel like that's because your intention behind what you do and what you say mm-hmm. is it's really important. Mm-hmm. So if I know I'm going into a place and that I am able to protect myself, I feel like there it's a little bit more difficult okay. for them to affect me. Mm-hmm. And leaving the place, I, I noticed that a lot of times you get that rubber band effect that I was telling you about earlier. So I know if something follows me home, it's not going to be there long. Okay. I've never had anything follow me home and stay. Okay. Never. Yeah. So it, maybe I'm just good at getting rid of it, but I think that it's really just because they just get rubber band back from where they started from. I don't yeah. even have to try to get rid of them. Yeah. They just kind of cool. leave. So, like, but going hi, in, bing. <laughs> but going in, I do say out loud, I say, you know, I'm just coming in here to talk to you yeah. guys. I introduce mm-hmm. myself. I, I try to make the situation a positive one. Mm-hmm. I don't really ever use protection other than if somebody else is being affected, mm-hmm. I will, you know, sage them. Or I will do a Palo Santos on them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only time I use any kind of protection is if it's for somebody else. Okay. I don't hardly ever use it on me. Yeah. Okay. No, like, I, you know, we're just curious, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, 
what's the demon look like? Like, do you physically see what they look like, um, or is it, or is it more just the sense of the presence? It's it's a lot of the presence. The main one that I was afflicted with for a long period of time when I was younger mm-hmm. came in a very dark form. Okay. It never came in a form where it stayed in one form. Oh. It was always just a big black mass. Oh, okay. Oh. And it would change shapes and whatever. Uh, it was very frightening. But mm. as far as a look, they didn't really have a solid look. They just were there. And oh, they were okay. a lot of a black mass. And it gave a very black feeling. Okay. It's just dark. Yeah. Yeah. Why Don't do ever th- want to see one, no. Why do you, <laughs> think, why do you think that the, they associate the color darkness? Is it because of their energy? Is that such a low vibrational s- setting? Because as we know in, in light, the brighter something is, the more the vibrations mm-hmm. and that. And I've always thought about that because people talk about demons being so dark. Mm-hmm. It's like, why aren't there white demons? You know? Why'd they got to be black? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you think about it, That's when you're living that. a good life, you're raising your vibration. You're doing yeah. good things, you're raising your vibration. I feel like it's the same way with the spirits as well. I feel like you raising your vibration is not your physical vibration, it's your soul vibration. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with entities. Mm-hmm. If they're out for bad, they're going to be more dark. Yeah. Versus if they have tried to help in the afterlife, they're going to show up in a more light color. The guy that was on my right in the story I was telling you about before, mm-hmm. he was a, he was like a splotched white and gray pattern. Wow. He was almost like a, it was, I guess if you call it a recovering dark entity. Okay. It, that's oh, what it reminded me of. I never thought of that. Yeah, he was, he was like gray and white mm. splotched all over. Wow. And the way he was tattling on everybody and freaking out, <laughs> he didn't seem like he had a very good sense of good and bad. Yeah. So it, I think that it all d- depends on how they are living their afterlife, mm-hmm. where they are on you know spectrum. But I have had seen dark good energies too. Yeah, I've seen shadow energies that feel amazing, but they look very dark. Yeah, hmm. like like at Waverly Hills, the creeper. Everybody says how dark and evil it is, but it saved a child's life. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the reason they call it dark and evil is because it's never been human. It gives off a weird feeling to those that can pick up off it. And people associate dark energies with evil. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. However, I've never seen a light-colored evil entity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've always thought about that. Yeah. You know, they always say, well, it's a dark energy. Why? Yeah. What, What? does the color have to do with it, you know? Yeah. Why don't we have purple demons or, you know? <laughs> when, I, when I say dark ener- ener- energy or dark yeah. entity, that's my own label I'm sticking on. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are, are getting confused is they're sticking that dark label on something that just looks dark mm-hmm. but may not be dark, mm-hmm. you okay. know? It's just it's just um, just one of those things where it's just we made up this terminology for <laughs> it and that's what we're calling it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, do you ever do any personal residences or or work one-on-one with anybody who may think they have an attachment or are just, you know, just having like low energy or trouble with spirits, mm-hmm. anything like that? Yeah, that's where I spent a good 10 years of my research, honestly. Okay. I didn't even call it research then. Yeah. <laughs> I basically just went out there and tried to help people work mm-hmm. through whatever was happening with the entity that was around them. And a lot of times, and that's kind of what pushed me into working more for the entity because I realized a lot of the problems with yeah. the, the entity and the human getting along 
was the human. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm not saying that all entities aren't human, but I'm just saying yeah. like the living person yeah. is usually the cause of any uh, outbursts from mm-hmm. the entity because oh. they don't know how to purge the situation properly. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I find myself coaching the person more than I am the entity. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where do you think that we talk about the, the non-human entities, where do they come from? I mean, how do they come of existence? I think that a lot of them we're seeing now, at least a lot of them I'm experiencing now, are creations from people's thoughts. Okay. Like tulpas. Mm-hmm. Tulpas are, could be an accidental creation. Okay. Like say you go into a Honda location seeking out a little girl, and then you have experience with a little girl, and then yeah. later you find out there's never been a little girl that's even been there mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know? That could be a tulpa. An egregore is more of an intentionally created entity that's there for a purpose, maybe like as a guard or a okay. protector. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've been experiencing a lot. However, I do think I've been having more and more experiences with maybe some angels. Oh, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really want to start exploring the whole angel realm. What's the hierarchy? What do they do? You know, I, I don't know. I've just, just been called to it lately. Like, I yeah. want to know more. I want to get a book and read yeah. the whole... Not that I have time to read a book ever, right? <laughs> Ditto. Right? I still try, though. <laughs> like, skim it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it down. There's I've $15 how to down the drain. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pay some kid to read it for you and then have them tell you. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> you get a very convoluted mess yeah. of what actually <laughs> happened in the book. <laughs> we hear about angels and, you know, like mom our mother's really religious and that and she talks about the angels and the hierarchies of angels and all that and to me which i know it's not but i mean to me it gets to the point where okay are we talking about aliens and are they just like you've got your businessmen you've got your workers you've got your soldiers you got, it kind of ties in and you may you think well wait a minute and then i i don't know if i should say this or not because but i've always thought well wait a minute angels kill and you're like, an angel can't kill, but they battle the demons. So right. how do they win? You know, mm-hmm. they have to kill or, you know. Or they could banish, banish it, yeah, yeah, the spirit. Or maybe, yeah. down to the underworld. maybe if the spirit was never a human, they just dissolve that spirit. Back, yeah. So it goes back into its basic energy instead of being a form. That's a very interesting yeah. theory. Mm-hmm. I actually do like that because I had never really put any thought against, you know, the war between angels and demons. Yeah. Like, how do they die? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you yeah. hear about that all the time. Yeah. You know? So like, that's actually a really good point. I like that. Because <laughs> we're all made of energy. And, yeah. Yeah. Or something. We are going to have to explore theory. that. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely. quarks and squeak. Quarks <laughs> and string theory. They're yes. all little strings. And then the strings gather together and there's a dog man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I mean, there wasn't really a good place to report dogman experiences before. And they, so were they really that sparse mm-hmm. and have they picked up or are we just able to report them now? And right. where do they come from? Yeah. Are there little dogman babies? You know, I mean, we never hear about pups. that. Pups. Yeah. <laughs> dogman pups. Dogman pups. <laughs> Cute little dogman pups. Yeah. All right. You, you know, you want to be happy. Fill yourself a pool full of puppies and jump in. You know, you got dogman puppies in there. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I feel like they'd be little fish to eat on you. Like, yeah. yeah. I'll just stick with the rabbits. Yeah. And we have Shatan here who is a <laughs> zoologic or a cryptozoologist expert going, 
what the hell are you guys talking I know. about? We just go off in weird <laughs> rabbit hole tangents all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love what Gwendolyn Guthrie. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the show. This is amazing. I love talking to you. Thank you. You had some really great information, and we learned something today. Thank you. And I got to appear on my favorite podcast, finally. (laughs) And, you know, you're always welcome on. Yes. Thank you. You see me walking by, throw something at me. Get my attention. Throw a paper at your head. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. (laughs) But thank you so much. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in this week. Yes. We want to leave you with some 60 Second Crush playing YSY. That's right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.